Hello everyone and welcome to the Sport Overall Podcast. Today I'm delighted to have Mindset and Performance Coach Brian Marlett on the podcast. Welcome on Brian. Cheers Mark, thanks a million for having me on. Looking forward to chatting. No bother. So I suppose when it started and stayed like was sport always a big thing in your household like? Yeah, uh, it was. So my dad played rugby and maybe that's why me and my brothers were keen to get started and he played for Connacht back in the day. And uh, yeah, I just played everything when I was young, played Gaelic football, rugby, basketball. Those are kind of the main ones. But then if there was soccer happening or boxing or swimming, tennis, like just anything that was happening in the town in Ballina where I grew up and where I am right now I wanted to have a crack at it and then when I got into secondary school definitely if I could get some time off school I was trying to get into that team so yeah sport was something I just always loved growing up and yeah just as long as I can remember I've just always enjoyed kind of competing and just trying all these different sports and just having a go yeah and when did you kind of like focus on rugby I suppose yes so probably when I was 15 16 I decided to focus on rugby so I was uh, as I mentioned kind of Gaelic basketball and rugby were the three main ones while I did probably 10 or 12 other ones um, I was involved with Connacht underage stuff kind of 15 16 and I went to school in Ross Gray when I was 15 so they had a basketball team as well but it wasn't good and they didn't play Gaelic football so it was around then that yeah I pretty much focused on the rugby and yeah while I still kind of played other sports that was when I knew I was uh that's what I was going to go after age kind of 15. And I know then you worked up through the ages were kind of um when did that kind of stop I suppose yeah so I it was funny it stopped once when I was 16 so I was in the connect under 15s under 16s and then I was dropped and I had just gone off to Ross Gray and I was I remember being pretty annoyed at the time but I kind of knew myself back then I was like without sound too cocky I was like the coach is wrong here he's he's an idiot he shouldn't have dropped me and I'm better than these lads that are in the squad but anyway I'll show him and I I know that things will work out so you know I was just playing I was loving playing rugby down Ross Gray and uh, was just playing away and then I got picked for Leinster under 17s and then the Leinster schools and I was involved with the Irish schools and Nigel Carolyn was the Connacht Academy coach back then so Nigel was at the Irish schools camps and I didn't get selected for the final match day squad for the Irish school. So I remember being gutted, absolutely devastated about it. And I was kind of down the dumps for a couple of weeks. And then Nige gave me a call, maybe, I don't know, five, six weeks after this and said, hey, would you be interested in coming back to Connacht and coming playing with the 20s and the academy over the summer and that and I was just like wow yeah like I'd absolutely love to because while it was cool to play with Leinster they were winning Heineken Cups back then Connacht is was a team I supported since I was a kid and 
yeah, I was buzzing to get brought back and then played 20s, played 19s and 20s that next year, played a year up. And then the following year, I was fortunate to be selected by as captain by Nige for the Connacht 20s. And we had a great team. There's guys that are there now, Kira Marmion, Jack Carty, uh, Robbie Henshaw, who has gone over to Leinster and um, lots of other really good guys. And then after that, I played some Eagles, played with the Connacht Eagles against the other provinces. I think, yeah, I played against all the other provinces and then a few away trips to the likes of Italy, Saracens. And yeah, that's that's as far as I went. Obviously, I didn't play with the seniors. I trained with the seniors a couple of times, which was cool. And a few of those Eagles games, there were guys like John Muldoon, I remember coming back from injury once and... I remember to think like, oh, this is class. I'm, you know, in a huddle with him and he'd be talking. I was just like, oh, this is cool. You know, like John will do and a few others. And yeah, so that was that was my involvement with Connacht. And it's funny, you know, I mentioned the Irish schools, they're getting dropped. And that was really difficult at that time. But it's funny, while I was good, absolutely good at back then, I know a lot of young players, when they get dropped, it seems like the end of the world at that time. But that then forced me to have a look at what I was lacking and I was lacking a bit of confidence at that time. And so it's funny that started me out on this journey into looking more at the mental side of the game. And, you know, now I'm on a mission to help players with the mental side of the game. And from that has come my Instagram at Offfield Rugby, the, the Offfield Rugby pod that I host. And then more recently, the book on how you become a pro rugby player that I released. So also it somehow roundabout got me back to into the conic setup because uh, Nigel's in those camps. So yeah, that's kind of the journey I took uh, with Connacht. Um, I'm just going back to your time there with Leinster. Um, did that kind of raise some eyebrows, I suppose, like a Connacht lad going playing with Leinster? Like how did how did people react when you got home and Um, Yeah, so my friends, it was funny because I was dropped. So it was like, I remember you used to get these letters. So when you were back in the day, like I'm 30 now. So what's this, 2007, eight, back then it was when I would say Connacht under 15, 16s. And we used to get a letter saying you've been invited to a certain camp, or then you get a text and we'd be brought up these like three day camps up in Galway. And I think it's still happening because I was just chatting to someone recently and that's still what they do for the under kind of 16, 17s. And the, you stay in snoozles and we kind of build some friendships. Like you'd get to know the boys from the other clubs and that. And I had a few friends on the team, obviously. And then all of a sudden, sorry, there was a, a match, an under-17, Connick 17s versus Newcastle 17s every year. And I don't know if that still happened, but this was a regular thing. So when you started out in the under-15s, you were like, oh, I want to get into that squad to go to Newcastle because it was like an away trip with Connacht, which was just like, man, that was like the biggest thing in the world. And that was like literally getting selected on the Lions tour for me when you're 15 and you had that in your sights in two years' time. And then under-15s went well going up for the summer. 
under 16s went well and then it was kind of like six or eight months out from that six months out from that Newcastle trip which there might have only been one or two camps before you get me because you only do it in the midterm break or whatever but then I was dropped and uh, you know my my buddies kind of yeah we're like oh you're you're not involved and I was like uh, no I didn't uh, get a letter and then I was yeah quite happy when I did get selected for Leinster and it was kind of like to be honest for me giving the two fingers to that coach that dropped me because you know with Leinster then we won the Interpros the under 18s and yeah my buddies are kind of uh, they were talking to me about you know what's the story and I was like well lads I was dropped like I didn't get the letter I didn't get to go to Newcastle I didn't get to do this so um yeah I was saying that to them I was like look what can I do it's not like it's my choice even even though I was happy to play with them of course because they're a good side and a good team but uh but then I was delighted to get back into the conic set because it wasn't I don't know it it was cool but just wearing the conic jersey is what I wanted to do and then you obviously got into coaching. Um, how did you kind of start to dip your toe in that like? Yeah, it was an interesting one. I was playing rugby in Lansdowne. So I went to college in Dublin and I would travel back to Galway to play, say, the 20s or play with the Eagles. I'd be traveling back. In the summers, I lived in Galway. But then... It was living in Dublin, playing rugby at Lansdowne, and I was part of a brilliant Lansdowne team with a good few Connacht guys now. Um, Peter Dooley, Tom Daly, Tom Farrell were all in that team, and other guys who've gone on to play in the Olympics and play with other provinces. But I was loving my time there, and we won the AIL in 2015. I was playing second row, called the lineouts, and then 20. 15, 16 season, the following season, I was vice captain and I was, you know, I loved it there, loved it in Lansdowne. But randomly out of the blue, a buddy of mine was in college in the States and he gave me a call one Tuesday evening and said, hey, the Fords coach is leaving uh, his position at the end of the semester. He's graduating, he's a student and you should come over. You'd be great at the job and you'd be a player coach and you get to do a master's, you get a scholarship and you, you should come over. And I kind of thought, oh no, like I was a, I was playing and I was very, I was ambitious. I wanted to keep going with Lansdowne, win another AIL and maybe go to England or France, get a contract somewhere there. But anyway, he sold me on it and I headed over. And up until then I had helped out with the youth teams. I had... Uh, an old boy, Alec Adu, had said to me, would you help out with the under-15s or 16s? And I said, um, yeah, of course I will. I kind of didn't realize. I said, yeah, yeah, of course. And anyway, the training was on at like 10 a.m. on a Sunday. And sure, after a game on a Saturday, AIL, we'd have a few beers. And I remember rocking up hungover. So my very first taste of coaching was on a Sunday morning in Lansdowne for 18 months or two years. But then when I moved to the States, it was very, uh, I would say, serious, professional. It was... It was um, proper proper coaching in that you know I was on the field three days a week with the team games at the weekend planning my sessions and it was then that I had to focus on it a bit more you know it wasn't just rock up and do something it was um focus on it a bit more so that was 20 January 2016 when I first um 
when I got into coaching, I'm going to say properly, but but then again, yeah, I, I dabbled in it before that. But yeah, around then, so six, seven years ago. And then I know you went on to play in Canada and then whatever, right? And then that. Um, yeah, that so um, uh, random enough one, I was... Uh, so I was in the States for two years doing the masters, playing and coaching. And after my degree, I had got a very bad shoulder injury. And I was out for oh, a year, 18 months with shoulder complications. And I chat about this in quite a bit of depth on the off-field rugby pod, the one I hosted recently. But yeah, I was I was over in the States and I had signed for a team in Chicago and that was 2017 and the MLR was starting up then and Chicago were meant to be one of the first teams. And so I was thinking, I'll go play MLR, I'll play with Chicago and whatever, we'll, we'll kick on from there and see what happens. But I had this very bad shoulder injury and uh, it just, it wasn't getting better and I got surgery and then I kind of relapsed after the surgery. I, I was five months after surgery or four months, somewhere around then. And they told me I could go back doing non-contact stuff. So like running and catch pass and all that. And one day I was going to class with my friend and we were leaving the house and he passed me a ball from about 15 meters away. I caught it, dropped my school bag and went to whip it back to him. And as I released the ball, I just felt a pop in my shoulder. And I just thought, oh, no, like, this does not, this is not good. And anyway, um, oh, that was just very frustrating. And what ended up happening then was I got what's called frozen shoulder. So my arm, I start to lose all the mobility in my arm. And I essentially couldn't move my hand like six inches away from my pocket because the shoulder, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, but I don't know the technical stuff. But essentially, the joint just freezes up, and I couldn't move my arm. And this was after getting surgery. This is after all the rehab. And anyway, um, that was a, a very tough time. But I moved back home to Ireland because the medical care in the states wasn't hectic. And then went went to the surgeon again, and she told me that, that I wouldn't need surgery that I would just need a couple of rounds of cortisol injections uh, or cortisone, cortisone or cortisol, I'm not sure about steroid injections, essentially to get the shoulder moving again and rehab. So yeah, did that, got the shoulder going again, kind of four or five months later, which was, yeah, very challenging. But after that, I was like, what will I do now? I was, I had done the degree. I was in the States for a couple of years and my visa was going to be expiring in kind of five months or so. And so I just said, right, I'll go back to St. Louis. I'll coach the local team I was coaching there. I'll play with them for a couple of months for the end of their season and play with them, coach them. Then after that, I had one friend in Vancouver and I said, you know what? I'm not too keen on moving to London or staying in Ireland because to be honest, the price of rent in Dublin was mad. My younger brother was starting in college and he was paying something like 920 euro for a room. And I was like, geez, I, I'm, I'm not too keen on that. Uh, it was like 420 euro for a room when I was there five or 
a few years before that. And uh, so then I said, I'll just head up to Vancouver. So I'll head up there and I got onto a team and they helped me out. And then, yeah, went up to Vancouver, got back playing after that shoulder injury, which was great. And then I had realized that I loved coaching over, I was only 25, 26, but you know, my whole life I loved playing. And then those two years in the States, in the university and with the club, I just realized like, this is something that I absolutely love. So while I love playing, I also love coaching. So I moved to Vancouver in 2017 and just kept going full steam ahead, doing as much of both as I could, as much playing and as much coaching as I could. Um, And then how did you like decide like to go properly into the mental side, I suppose? Yeah, so the reason I decided to go properly in, I mentioned that shoulder injury and I'll be honest, I got quite depressed when during that because it was I hurt it initially um I was playing American football which is nearly another story I I had a crack at that when I was in the university and I I did the shoulder playing American football and I thought it was nothing and I kept trying to play through it for a few weeks and it was just getting worse and worse and worse and the pain was getting more and more and I ended up I was taking painkillers to get through training and then I had to wait a couple of months for the surgery. I got the surgery. I told you it was four or five months of very intense, painful rehab. And then it went again. And then it's another five months of painful rehab. So it was kind of like the guts of 18 months with a bad shoulder. And a large part of that was, um, you know, I couldn't move my arm. And so, yeah, I got, got depressed at that time. And I I then wanted to learn how to feel better. You know, so like my whole life, I had been happy, excited, energetic and positive and enthusiastic about everything. And so then this period I wasn't and I just, you know, I was like, I need to suss this out. Like, so I started reading into mindfulness, um, psychology, philosophy, spirituality, all this stuff related to the mind, because I wanted to know how it worked. I wanted to suss it out. And that was about four, as I said, yeah, about five years ago. And then I went back playing in Vancouver and I was just playing the best rugby of my life. I was so carefree in the moment all the time, not worrying about anything, just playing ball, excited. I felt like I couldn't be touched out on the field and everything was just happening for me. And I realized that, all the learning I was doing around those areas that I said, because, you know, I wanted it for say outside of rugby, I just wanted to be happy and excited, enthusiastic again, was helping my rugby. And as I said, yeah, it just felt like nothing could go wrong in the field and, and things seldom went wrong. And if they did go wrong, I didn't care. I just kept playing and I just stayed in the moment and it was, it was unreal. And then it was over COVID, you know, rugby stopped for a while. And then I realized that there's so, I was talking to other players and I was chatting to them about things they can do. And they were talking about, to me, they were like, you know, things are going so well for you. And they're asking me about it. So I was chatting to people say on the ground, just 
you know, uh, a training. And then I realized like, this is a problem for so many players. They get in their heads. They worry about things. They lack confidence at times, uh, mightn't have self-belief, nerves uh, get the better of them, all these different things that can go on in your mind. And I had been through it all my, you know, growing up all the different things. And um, so I understand it firsthand. And I know from working with players one-on-one and working with teams and that it's just very common, all these challenges mentally. So it was around COVID then I said, like, this is needed in rugby. Like people need help with this and I need to kind of reach more people than I am so I then you know after studying for a few years I yeah set up the first thing was set up my Instagram page at Offfield Rugby started sharing some content and people were DM me like oh this is brilliant I love this blah 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 and then I said you know what I'd like to chat with people about their experiences and get more experiences like mine is one but get more and so I started the off-field rugby pod and talked to players and coaches at the top end of the game on that and that was how it started and then a few months after that I was working with a player one-on-one and had books behind me and he asked me he's like what book would you recommend for me for my rugby and I was like um oh geez I, I don't know like you know there's I was thinking you know I was thinking there's lots of good books behind me like I enjoy reading you know I love reading and uh but there's nothing for rugby there's nothing specific for the mental side of rugby and how you you know feel confident playing the zone and all that so around that time I had been writing out lots of notes to share content on Instagram and you know writing notes about nerves and self-confidence and self-belief and how you you overcome setbacks and all this and then I kind of realized like right oh I'll I'll write a book and um yeah so I suppose that's a sorry a very long-winded answer on how I got into it at first and then some of the things that have has led me to since then behind it uh it wasn't just oh yeah I'll write a book about how to become a rugby player. So could you just like go into a little bit of detail on what the thought process behind it was? Yeah. So um yeah it's funny you mentioned that because I said to myself, oh I could write a book. And then I said to myself after, no, no, no. Who are you, Brian, to write a book? You know yourself? The self-doubt creeps in. I don't know about you, but you know like you say like, oh, I'll do this. And then all of a sudden you start doubting yourself, but like, like everything. But then I was like, no, I'm going to do it. And the thought process was, is that I, as I said, I grew up as a very ambitious, I suppose, sports person, but rugby is just the one I loved. And there was nothing to help me with the mental side of the game. So on the field, I had coaches who taught, taught me how to catch pass and all that stuff, tackle all that. And then when you start to get to kind of age 15, you start and get involved with, say, maybe a Connacht underage team, you get an S&C coach and they give you some, you learn how to bench press, you learn how to do these different things and they start giving you a program and then you go off and you do your gym program and that makes you stronger physically. But then, as I mentioned to you, when I got dropped from the Irish under 18s, my confidence and self-belief was just shot like uh, for weeks, you know, probably five, six weeks until Nige gave me that call. And 
yeah, I was just down the dumps and I, you know, started sussing out a few things or the biggest thing was um my confidence. I started just acting as if I was confident and confident. And then after a while I, I became it, I, I became a confident player and, but there was nothing, there was nothing to help me with the mental side of it. So with the book, the thought process was I was, I had my Instagram page and I began lots of DMs about like, oh, what, what about this? And, you know, I got dropped any tips or I'm, I'm, whenever I make a mistake in games, I never, I, I shut down. I don't want to go near the ball again. Or if I miss a kick after five minutes, that's me done for the game. I, I'm, I don't want to even be there anymore. And I was getting all, you know, I get messages and I was just like, like people need this. Like young players need this. Like they need to, be able to learn about this stuff the mental side of the game and that was the thought process around it was that i need to like i'm on a mission to help them with it help players with the mental side of the game and i love reading books and you know because i get a lot of value from learning about all lots of stuff and so yeah the thought the main thought process was that there's nothing out there to help young players and it's it's something that I needed and uh, yeah, something that I know is needed. Um, And I know you brought out that book there and it's number one seller on Amazon, if I'm right. Um, how does that feel to be number one seller on Amazon? Yeah, it's mad, to be honest. It It, it is mad. It's like, uh, it feels... It feels cool, but to be honest, uh, it reminded me of something in that you always get the most enjoyment out of the journey, out of the struggle, as weird as that seems that when you so it's like when you win a cup. So say if you're a player and throughout the whole season, you're working hard to win this cup. And then when you win the cup, it's like, wow, this is incredible. But then the next day you wake up and it's like, all right you wake up and it's like, I've won the cup, now what? So the most enjoyable part is actually the season when you're playing all those games and you're going to train. And even though it's a slog and training is not easy all the time, you're pushing and you're working hard to achieve that dream of yours, to achieve that goal. So as a player, players will know this, that the actual, when you look back at it, the most enjoyable part is the, the struggle is the journey to getting there is all the build-up. And when you win the cup, it's like, don't get me wrong, that day is incredible. Like you win the cup, it's like, oh my God, it's unreal. It's so great. But then a week later, it's like, you got to try find the next cup to go and win because the journey is the enjoyable part. So, you know, when I when the book went to number one, don't get me wrong, for a day or two or three, it was like, wow, this is incredible. And, you know, it was ahead of C. Khaleesi and Sonny Bill and all these people. And I was like, I was buzzing. But then there was a bit of a flat feeling. It was like, oh, now what? Back to work. Got to put out an Instagram post and got to put out a podcast. And, and it just it reminded me that it's like, you know, you win something that's like, all right, cool, great. But you got to always have something else in your mind. You got to always have another goal. So, yeah, when you achieve one goal, it's get another goal and remind yourself. And I had to remind myself that 
the enjoyment is in the process it's in the journey it's in the striving to get there so um yeah but it's you know it's i'm delighted i'm happy that the coolest part is when people send me messages about how much they are enjoying the book and how much value they're getting out of it and yeah that's that's very rewarding i tell you what you have to do now you just have to write another book and put that to number one um and that that's that's another process you have to start like you just said there the enjoyment is in the process so why not write another book like I know, yeah. Well, well, you put the challenge to me there, so maybe, maybe in a year or two, who knows, Mark? Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's funny. It's funny, yeah. That maybe down the line that'll be there. Um, but yeah, that that'll be another challenge. And it's funny, you know, I do have to set myself challenges. Like I do have to set myself, you know, big goals, big challenges that kind of scare me. I think we all do. You know, you gotta set yourself. A, a goal or something that is so big it kind of scares you a bit that you mightn't achieve it and uh yeah no down the line for sure maybe there's a there's a book number two um and would you ever think about like branching into other sports like the mental side of other sports or do you just want to stick to rugby for the time being and like get yourself going i suppose yeah for sure i would um would love to help as many athletes as possible and I actually I do talks with schools and clubs and teams and I am going down to your neck of the woods later on this week to Corinthians actually to Galway to to work with them the underage players there and I was in St. Gerard's before Christmas and I was talking to the senior rugby and hockey teams so you know hockey i've never played hockey in my life i barely know what a hockey stick looks like but uh but it's all very similar you know like dealing with nerves and having confidence and self-belief on a field be it a hockey pitch rugby pitch basketball court and as i said i played every sport i could growing up so i know that the principles and the stuff it's all the, it's all the same pretty much um so yeah would love to do more work with more teams you know um and yeah be whatever sport right now with the off-field rugby pod with um my instagram page the handles off-field rugby but I, I can see other people from other sports have started following me um and yeah we'll i'll help whoever and anyone i can don't forget to mention your tiktok like uh you seem you seem to think you're too old for tiktok like i get that impression but it's okay don't don't forget to mention the tiktok yeah, yeah, the TikTok, yeah, uh, that's funny. You're calling me out on it. Yeah, no, uh, no Adolf, I'm not, I'm not TikTok. I'm, I'm just saying you seem to think you were. No, no, yeah, I have a mess. I have a joke. I think I, I put something up my Instagram story today. No, I enjoy having having the crack there with that as well. And uh, it's funny because I didn't start the TikTok for a while. I was like, uh, you know, it was people dancing and stuff. I was like, all right, I'm not doing that. But then I was like... Uh, Sure, look, why not? You know, it's and it seems like a bit of crack or a bit of fun, and so why not? And so, anyway, yeah, set it up, and I'm enjoying it more and more. I, I must say, yeah, I said, um, I kind of didn't know what to post on it to be honest because you've said it's all dancing and all that, like, um, but I invested in a ring right there. Well, Santa did, I didn't, uh, so, um, I'm trying to up the game on the content there so anyway 
fine. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on. Um, I'll just leave the last word to you if you want. Um, no, hey, absolute pleasure as well, uh, Mark. Chatting, thank you so much for having me on. And congrats with everything that you're doing with the, as you mentioned, the TikTok player, but the podcast. You've had some cool guests on, and uh, very grateful for you to ask me to jump on. And if anyone has any questions about anything uh, around the mental side, say dealing with confidence, self-belief um, or any of that dealing with nerves and want to chat to me, get in touch, would love to help. Uh, my Instagram is at Offfield Rugby, TikTok the same, Twitter the same at Offfield Rugby. Instagram's the best, but uh, LinkedIn, Brian Moylet, and then the book on how you become a pro rugby player, you can get it. It's available on Amazon everywhere. And if you're in Ireland and you would like a signed copy, then go to my website, offfieldrugby.com. You can get a copy through there. I'll sign it and mail it out to myself. And uh, then lastly, at the Offfield Rugby pod is what I also do. But um, no, thanks, Mill Mark. I greatly appreciate it. No bother. Thank you very much. So I just want to say a big thank you to Brian for coming on. I really enjoyed the chat and I just want to wish him all the best luck for the future and all the things that he's doing.